What is a monetized mindset? How does it impact your financial security? How does that help you deal with what happens when what happens happens? Welcome your host, Bart Merrill. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Monetize Your Mindset podcast where we talk about what do you like to do? What do you need to do? What are you already doing? Can you monetize it? And create financial security by monetizing those things that you already know so that we have the resources to deal with what happens when what happens happens. Today we have as a guest on our show, Cheryl Wren with, you're going to have to say the name of your, Burkana Body Works. That's it, Bart. (laughs) Now, Cheryl is a massage therapist, but when you go get a massage from Burkana Burkana Body Works, it is... It is not just a massage. It is an experience. I mean, you it's foot wraps. It's um, essential oil smells and, and music. And, and it's just, it is an experience, not just a massage. And that's what I liked about Cheryl's business that she has. And when I first met Cheryl, she was doing it out of the basement of her house. I was taking care of my mom and the, the chiropractor suggested that my mom get some massages and I knew Cheryl from a direct sales company that we were involved in a long time ago. I took my mom there to see her. I knew she was a massage therapist and like I said, it was in the basement of her house. My mom was in a wheelchair so we had to roll her around the back and then she changed it to where she was doing it upstairs. She graduated upstairs. Then she moved out to a location where she has several massage therapists working for her, and she just opened her second location. So this is the the epitome of a solopreneur, a, a monetize your mindset, and taking something that you like to do and that you're good at and monetize something and turn it into something that's more than just a side hustle. So welcome today, Cheryl Wren. Thank you. It's nice of you to invite me here, Bart. And I kind of did an introduction for you, but I would like you to let's start off with tell us a little bit about you and your background and and how you got started in massage therapy and all that good stuff. All right. Be happy to share. Um, I actually graduated from college a bazillion years ago in interior design and decided almost immediately that I liked it as a hobby instead of a business, and I became a mom, and so I just focused on raising children, and about, it's been nearly 20 years ago now, I just felt a very strong impression that I should go to massage school. It was very random, completely out of the blue. I had had a couple of massages in my life, but nothing that ever inspired me to become a massage therapist. But I got this prompting, and so I checked out schools and ended up enrolling in a private university that had a a massage program that they were actually just doing a pilot program to see if they wanted to continue on with that. So I graduated from the Institute for Advanced Body Works in April of 2002. Two, 18 years ago, almost, that I graduated. And I, like you mentioned, I just worked in my home, just thought I could do this with the kids at school and just do it as a hobby. Because again, I hadn't really looked at it as a business in the first place. And I did that for a, for a number of years. And I was doing that when I'm, you know, when I was working with your mother and, um, really enjoyed working with her, by the way. She's such a sweetheart. As things progressed, the kids grew up kids moved out of the house. 
I just really felt like this was something that I could do more of. And so I moved out of the home office and into a, um, into a location in Orem, just renting a room from a lady. And from there, I moved into my own office suite and began hiring therapist to work with me. And as you mentioned, now we've got a second location in Lehigh that's been open and running now since the end of September. And for those of you in Utah, you know where Orem and Lehigh is. If you're outside of Utah, sorry, unless you come into Utah, you can experience Burkana Body Works. But if you come in, it's a, it's a must. It's a must do here in, in Utah. Okay, so you got out of your location and you you went into, like you said, your first location. Mm-hmm. How did you make that jump? What were some of the decisions from the home office to renting a room to doing your own location? What was some of your thought process there? Well, I began, I focused more on massage because my husband and I actually went through a very serious financial downfall and went through bankruptcy. Because of that, I felt like, well, during that time I was doing massage and, and because it was so instrumental in, in us keeping our home, I decided that, you know, I could do more with this. You know, I need, I felt like I needed to be more of a contributor to the, to the financial situation that we, we had to kind of get us back out of the, of the hole that we were in. And so that was part of why I felt like I wanted to do more with massage. Also, though, with the kids being gone, what was I going to do with my time? You right. Know? And so why not? Why not spend more time in massage? I found that I was very good at it. People really enjoyed the massages that they were getting. In fact, I have clients still coming to me this day that have been clients since I graduated from school. Wow. They have been coming on a regular basis now for nearly 18 years. It just made sense. It just made sense to pursue it a little bit more and just kind of see where it might take me. Right. And when you when you went into your own office where you were hiring people and bringing people in, how many people do you have in that office? How many massage therapists do you have? Well, I currently have, there are six employees that I have. I started off with independent contractors. That's kind of what the industry does. And I discovered that that didn't work for me, that business model. Because an independent contractor is exactly that. They feel independent. And I needed to have more control on the quality of massage and the programs that we were putting out for Burkana Body Works. It it was my neck. It was my reputation on the line. So I switched from the independent contractor model and went to an employee-employee-employer model. And it was the right thing to do. Well, a massage is something, at least for me... And I think for anybody, you have your your likes and dislikes. If I went to Burkana Body Works for a massage I got from you, but you were busy, so I had to go with someone else, and I didn't get the same massage, I would be a little bit upset. Yes. Do you do you feel that? I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. And that's why that was another reason why the employee model works better because there's a lot more training that I can do. Each of us has our own individual styles, of course, but there are some consistencies in every massage that I require for the therapist that work for me. There may be some variation, but you'll still get the foot wraps. You still get the hot neck, the hot towel neck stretches. There are certain things that we do. We use the same essential oil blends so that we keep the experience as close to mine 
and yet individualized because not everybody wants a massage from me. Some people prefer Veronica style or some people prefer Rachel style, but they still want the foot wraps. They still want the special details that we offer at Burkana. Right. And um, and they get that. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can really see how the independent contractor model may not work for for that type of thing because I know I'm picky. Yeah. You know, I go to I I go some places and I don't know, it was it was a while back, probably back when mom was alive, there was a massage therapist that I liked at a chiropractor's office. And she got pregnant and had to have a kid and go on and do the family thing. I don't know why. <laughs> and she was gone. <clears throat> and I think that's when I went because I didn't I didn't go to you for massages when my mom was going. No. It was after mom had passed that I went to you and I think it was after I lost her and I thought, well, I'm going to go give Cheryl a shot and that's when I learned about the foot wraps and all the other stuff that you do. But this this lady at this massage place, she just seemed to to know where and and how much pressure to put. I didn't have to tell her. Like I didn't have to say, "Oh, that's too much." Or she just knew it was. It was just really good. And that's what I've found at the Burkana Body Works as well. But at Burkana Body Works, you get like you said the the foot wrap, the oils, the the hot towel on your neck. It's an experience and not just a massage. And so I really like that. Hence, that's why one of the reasons you're here. Wow. <laughs> Appreciate that. Now we're going to get into a couple of questions. This may be an option for them as a side hustle. Mm -hmm. If it is something, what does it take to become a massage therapist nowadays? Well, there's the schooling aspect that definitely needs to take place. And so currently, most schools, now we lost the big massage school here in Utah County that used to be here. but So I'm not sure where in Utah County where you go right now schooling is required. So most schools will have two programs. There's a day program that will take about seven months to complete, or you can go to the night school program, which takes a year because you're going a little bit less hour-wise than the day program. And as part of that, most schools will require about 100 hours of practical work. And you start that practical work about midway through the program. Once you've learned muscles, once you've learned techniques, then you begin the practical work practicing on people so that by the time you complete your schooling, um, you've had approximately 800 hours of school plus practical work. And that's what you do. And then you need to pass uh, a test in order to get licensed in the state of Utah. When I was doing it, you had to be nationally certified as well. It was There was extra certification requirements that they don't require now. And I'm kind of sad about that because the national test weeded out a lot of not very good therapists. <laughs> <laughs> and now, you know, that's gone. But I have maintained my certification through all these years because I feel like it's important to me. It's important for my clients because the national certification does require continuing education. Right. So I, I have kept that certification um, throughout the years, um, but it's not required in the state of Utah anymore. Do most states have some sort of requ licensing requirement, or do you know? I don't know. I think a lot of states do. 
Some don't. I think like Colorado may be one of those that doesn't require licensing. Don't quote me on that one. Right. <laughs> I think that Utah, at least, does require licensing. Yeah. And to get the license, you do have to have graduated from a certified, recognized school as far as Utah is concerned. Well, I used to go, or I didn't used to, I've been a couple of times to the school for a cheap massage. Yes. And the problem I didn't like there is it's a crapshoot. You never know who you're going to get. Yes. You couldn't. And I, like I said, for me, I'm picky about the type. And and for me, it's important to have a good licensed therapist that knows what they're doing. And when you find one, keep them. That's for sure. I, I know what you're saying about that because I I had to practice once too, so I, I understand that. But I'm like you. I'm very, very particular about massage therapy and the therapist that I go to. And at this point, really, I will only go to my therapist. (laughs) (laughs) I will only go to them because I know their style. I know their qualifications and they're just really, really talented. So yeah, it is. It is an art. It is an art form. I really think it is. (laughs) Um, So massage therapy is something that is, it is a viable side hustle for people. It is. You can start and you'd like you did and, and start in your home, the overhead in your home is not like the overhead you carry. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a cost to schooling and a cost to the licensing. So it's something that is very viable, especially for someone who does need to work from home. Yes, it it, it is. For me, it worked great to be at home while my kids were at home. You know, it really was convenient because I could schedule appointments around school schedules so that when the kids were home, then I didn't work. But while they were in school, I did. And it was it was really great for those years. And so when you did do that, did you ever have any concerns about people coming in your home? Actually, I did not. And this may seem kind of weird, but because I felt like I mentioned that it was a prompting because I felt like I was called to become a massage therapist. I made an agreement with the universe, and that was, I will go and do this. Don't send me any creepers. (laughs) (laughs) So um, really, I have been very, very fortunate. We don't get them at our other office either. And I think that part of that is the way we present our business does not put out any kind of a message other than professional. Yeah. You know, our our website is professional. Our pictures of our therapists are professional. Everything's just having to do with Bracana says we are a professional licensed organization. Right. And we just don't attract the element of, you know, people looking for something besides a professional massage. And what I and I was more worried about just weirdos if you brought someone into your home just that's what I was talking about because well, and, as and, a as a as a husband I would be nervous if people possibly people that we don't know have made an appointment to come into the home I'm gone it's just her and her appointment you, you just that's that's kind of th- something that people need to think about yes and they need to you know, in in this day and age, if this is something you're interested in pursuing, you need to think about okay, what what per, what precautions do I need to take? 
And depending on the area where you live, that would have, you know, what we do maybe in Utah County might be a little bit different than if you were to set up a home office, say, in Los Angeles, California. Right. You know, so so you do have to consider the area that you're in. Also, the way you schedule appointments, you know, because if you're doing it from home, you could even schedule if you wanted to get started, you could schedule appointments when you had a spouse at home right? so that they're in the other room, you know, and if, if that helped you to feel more comfortable and more safe as you build your confidence and as you build your clientele, eventually you get to the point where you're not necessarily looking for new people because you, you begin to have a regular, steady group of clients that come that you know and trust. Then you can be a little bit more flexible in your scheduling. Right. This is something that you may be considering. Just take that into consideration. So you talked about you may not take on new clients when you get full. How many massages do you accept during a day? Actually, this year I'm backing off a little bit because my my business aspect of my business needs a little bit more time than the massaging aspect. I, I'm actually in the Orem office booked out until the end of time, just about. Uh, you can't get in with me except on rare occasions when people have had to cancel or reschedule. So I am actually going to four appointments a day so that that will allow me some time to do bookkeeping and business management type of activities so that my weekends can be my weekends. Gotcha. My therapists currently do usually do six appointments per day, each so, of them. And is that what is kind of suggested? Don't overdo it because oh, you, you yeah, can I, only do so much, right? You you can only do so much. And I I insist on my therapist have to take a lunch break. I don't let them schedule more than 24 hours in a week. That's really a full-time schedule for a massage therapist. When you think of the work, the energy that's involved in giving a massage... Really, 24 hours is plenty. Okay, so that's just something for people to to think about in there. If you know, okay, this is I can do X amount of massages a day, X amount of massages a week. I can charge X amount of dollars per massage. This is what kind of income I can I can expect, type of thing. And I would say on the income, you know, because I've had therapists that. We're going to work for me, and then they decide to work from home, and they charged top dollar to work from their home office, just newly graduated, and were really amazed that they weren't busy. So you've got to, as you figure out your financial plan, you've got to remember that as a new therapist working from home, people know you don't have the overhead that someone who's in an office has. And so if you try to charge what the highest rate and you don't have the experience, you're working in your home, you will struggle to get busy. And so you need to be realistic. Start off at a lower rate. You know, maybe instead instead of $60 an hour, you start off at 45 just to get the experience down. And then you can go ahead and feel comfortable in raising your rates. But don't start off at top. Don't because people won't come. Gotcha. They won't. That's good advice for for those who are looking in this area. Now we're going to wrap things up here with a few questions that I kind of forewarned you about a little bit. <laughs> yes. So the first one is, you know, you can't hit it out of the park all the time. Right. You know, you, you're going to have swing and misses. And so what are 
one or two mistakes where you have learned the most about, you know, just about business, about yourself, about, you know, what are a couple of mistakes where you actually learned something that was a mistake, maybe cost you money, but it actually propelled you forward? As you mentioned, you and I met each other through a network marketing uh, company many years ago. And I would say that network marketing, I've tried my hand at that at several companies and always been a miserable failure. And that has been a really good thing for me because what it it caused me to look more in depth than what I am good at. You know, some people are just brilliant in network marketing and I'm not one of them. <laughs> and, and that's okay. I didn't have to be because I am brilliant as a massage therapist. And in fact, I told my son one day, he's in school to become a physical therapist, struggling with some of the work, you know, just feeling not super confident. And I said to him, son, just remember, you are the son of a mother with a brilliant business brain. And I am brilliant, but not in network marketing. (laughs) And so that was a really good experience, ultimately, because it helped me to look at what I was good at and really focus on that instead of continually floundering in something that wasn't my niche. Right. So that was a that was really a good thing for me. Really helped to strengthen my desire to to make massage more of a business instead of a side hustle. Another thing that I learned, I had a an employee who decided to start her own business on the side without telling me. In the in the course of that tried to take clients, you know, send out emails and take clients. And I, it was really heartbreaking for me. Um, it was a huge betrayal because I felt like I had mentored and worked with this therapist and really had it in my mind to help her be successful. Then it felt like she turned around and stabbed me in the back. What I learned from that was sometimes people will do that. They just will. And I can't let it change who I am. My nature is one of a giving, loving, forgiving person. And I had to forgive her for doing that. I couldn't retaliate. I couldn't, I just couldn't do that. Yes, I tightened up my uh, non-compete agreement with my therapist. I did switch scheduling programs so that not everybody's personal business was available for every client or for every therapist to have access to. You know, there were some of those kinds of things that I did have to do to protect myself and my business, but I couldn't let that change me. So there's, there's a few good lessons there. Number one, let's go back to the first one that you said. I I was one who have been able to do network marketing if it was something I liked and something that I believed in. And it's just something that I've been able to do. I, But for some people, it's not. You don't, don't fear going down a path and realizing that it's not for you. You can, that's one thing about the side hustle and starting out. You can go down a path and you can decide, hey, this isn't what I want to do. And it's okay to find, okay, that's not the path for me. Go to the next path. I think there's several lessons there in that one. Um, awareness, awareness of yourself and, and what you're good at. Mm-hmm. And, yes. And being able to take advantage of those things that you're good at. That that awareness is, is key for all of us. And then on your next one, uh, you're better than me on some, when it comes to <laughs> not wanting to take revenge. Sometimes I, 
I want to take revenge and I, I have a hard time I have a hard time letting go when someone wrongs me pretty bad. You know, if it's a little thing, maybe it's okay. But man, if it's something like what went on with your employee, in my opinion, it's pretty bad. Uh, that would be a hard one to just forgive. Now, you did learn stuff. You tightened up your your processes, your systems, so that it can't couldn't happen again. That's a good thing. Bless you for being able to forgive so easily. <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe in the law of karma. I really do, and I and I. I didn't want to be on the on the bad side of karma, so <laughs> I, I decided it was best to just allow things to play out as they would. And interestingly enough, her little business went out of business, and it only took about six months. Gotcha. So, so karma did come back around and bite her in the butt. It did. It did. Okay, next question. I like to ask people, what books or podcasts, you know, so... Another good thing about the network marketing industry is is we get we get this idea that personal development is good. I mean, I learned so much about personal development in, in different network marketing companies where I continue down that path and I I listen to audiobooks all the time. I just finished up uh, Man's Search for Meaning. I'd heard things about it. I'd listened to clips of it, but I've never listened to the whole thing until just this last month. And it, someone suggested it on one of my podcasts. I downloaded it and listened to it. And I thought, wow, what a what an amazing book to listen to. And, you know, same thing with podcasts. You know, there's so many podcasts that are out there in different genres that we can get tons of personal development, tons of entertainment and knowledge through books or podcasts. What is one or two of your favorite books or podcasts? Well, because I've been so involved in network marketing in the past, I do have a lot of personal development books and CDs that I still listen to. Um, I have spent lately a, a lot of time on business type podcasts to to learn how to more effectively run a business as a business. Um, I'm just a mom, you know, that likes to rub people's backs, you know, and I, I've needed to learn how to do marketing. I've needed to learn how to do bookkeepings. Eventually I'll get big enough to hire that out. But right now, because I'm, I'm not big enough to do that. I have to do some of those things myself. And so I've really listened to a lot of of CDs, podcasts that talk about business building activities, the nuts and bolts of running business. I'm trying to think of one specifically that I could give to you. I can see the cover of it in my head, but it's it was one all about social media marketing because I'm I'm in my 60s, Bart. <laughs> so <I'm, laughs> a lot of these, you know, social media programs, I've had to just get in and learn how to do Instagram, how to really use Facebook. And there's more out there that I don't even know. And I just thought, oh, no, I'm, I'll just stick with those, those two. But I would just really encourage people to find what, what they're not good at find the podcast, find the, find the experts in those areas. And that's what you listen to because I'm really good at some things and I'm really not good at other things, but I'm getting better because I find an area 
like I mentioned, Facebook and Instagram. So I've gone out and I've gotten some books on how to market with those with those tools and getting better at using that. Um, I've gotten a lot better at a business structure. I didn't know how to structure a business. I didn't know how to work with employees. And so I got some books on building a business and and read through that so that I could create a structure that made sense for me. And I think I've done a pretty pretty great job. And that's the good thing about this day and age. There is books, podcasts, education, you know, things that you can purchase that train you on these different areas and you find what it is you need. The other, the other, um, the Gary V method, Gary Vaynerchuk method is find what you're good at and do that. Everything else you hire out. (laughs) And that's, if that's who I was trying to remember, he's, he's the one that I've just had purchased on social media marketing. Oh, uh yeah. His, yeah, his, that's his who that was. jab, 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 <laughs> right hook. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. And the problem with social media is it changes every six months to a year. There's a new, I think right now the hot thing is TikTok and the TikTok videos. I know nothing about it. I am strictly Facebook, LinkedIn with a tad bit of Instagram. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a digital world and... But I'm in a physical business, so so I have to have to marry those two mediums. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so last question as we're closing up here. For someone who wants to step out, wants to do a side business, but is having a little bit of animosity, a little bit of worry, what helped you make the commitment to say, hey, I can do this. I'm going to go for it. I think... You just have to take that first step. If you've done your research, if you've, you know, write down things that you feel like you do well. You know, you've got to start with something, some kind of a roadmap to give you some direction. So if you don't have something already in your mind that you want to do, then I would just take time, meditate in the bathtub. I love, that's my favorite spot. Just, but just take the time you need, quiet your, your surroundings so that you can really ponder and just start writing down things that A, you like to do, B, things that you think you're good at. And then out of those two areas, what do you think other people would think you are good at? Right. Because you may think you're good at something and others don't. So you've got to kind of see what's out there and how you can fit into that and then just start to make a plan it doesn't have to be a big complicated business plan yet because right now we're just sticking our toe in the water we're just going to kind of see how that feels and once you take that first step take another step and just you just have to get moving a lot of times we we just get paralyzed by planning you know we we prepare and prepare and we prepare and we never actually move. Exactly. And so you've got to just, I don't, I don't know that I would say fake it till you make it. I don't know that I actually subscribe to that, but I would say just get off your duff and start to move. You have to make a decision. You do. You have to decide just to go for it and, and you got to realize that you don't know what's what the return's going to be, what the outcome's going to be before you get started. That's exactly true. I I paid a lot of money to go to massage school and it could have been a total bust. Right. But 
It wasn't. But I also paid a lot of money in some other business ventures that were. So I... You know, you just have to take your chance. But there in listener land, did you hear what she said? Think about what you like to do and what you're good at. You know, we take it a little bit further. What do you like to do? What do you need to do that you may not like to do? Like weight loss, which is what one of the things that I did that I have as a stream of income still is weight loss, even though I'm not passionate about weight loss. But if you're or things that you're already doing, because we all have that same 24 hours in a day. If you can monetize something that you're already doing or that you want to do, that you enjoy doing, then, hey, you're you're kind of taking up the time you were going to use to do it anyway, and you still have the time that you were going to spend with the family and kids and whatever other ventures you like. So that's, I like that. Good advice. Uh, you have to make the decision because you don't want to, you don't want to wonder, well, what if I had tried? Mm-hmm. If you do it and you fail, you know. So you don't have to wonder. Yeah. If you don't try, you're going to wonder. Oh, you will. You what will. If? What if? That woulda, coulda, shoulda. It's just one of the worst phrases in the world, <laughs> especially if if it's describing you. <laughs> right, right. So, Cheryl, thanks for spending time with us today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you I for inviting me. I think there's a lot of good um, information here for people, whether it's whether it is massage therapy or something else. You know, there's a lot of good information here that people can glean from this, and I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Till next time, everybody, let's go monetize it. Thanks for listening. Remember, monetize your mindset. Build financial security by monetizing what you already know so that you will always have the resources to deal with whatever happens when what happens happens. Follow us on Facebook and at BartMerrill.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.